in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other once scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh. Let's go! Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings, and Wicked Weed Brewing. Drink different. And welcome into the Sportsocracy. I'm Jank Spencer. Jeremy Green is alongside, and we are in the Ingalls studio this afternoon on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400, and heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And of course, you could see us live on YouTube. Just go to thesportsocracy.com, click on the live video link. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. And, uh, you know, you like what you see? Join the House of Reprehensibles. Get into our little membership group. It is a whole lot of fun. And of course, you will know every time that we go live because you'll get all the notifications and stuff. It's easy how that works. We've got big news in the NFL. I don't know how big it is, but we yeah, have news. It's, it's big news. I mean, heck, this morning I said Jason Garrett needs to be fired, and you you basically called me an idiot. And I still maintain that. And now I'm, <laughs> now I'm just changing who I'm calling an idiot. Uh, now it's the New York Giants. You, tell me you are a listless, worthless franchise without telling me that. Mm-hmm. How, how many? Just a theoretical question. How many snaps did Jason Garrett take last night at guard? None. Uh, zero. Uh, how many snaps did Jason Garrett take last night at quarterback? None. Uh, zero. Okay. Uh, how many route assignments did Jason Garrett miss last night? None. Okay, cool. So the house is on fire and you're rearranging the ornaments or or the magnets on the refrigerator. Sweet. Good for you. So the, so the lack of offense from the New York giants is all on the players. I'm not saying it's all on the players. The, the, anybody that looks at this and goes what happened last night was jason garrett's fault uh you don't know what you're watching all right coming up uh later on in the program we'll also get into the college football playoff ranking we will do that and uh we'll also talk about what's to come in college football in the uh in the week and the weeks heading forward but first we got to talk about hot seats because jason garrett has been fired there's a lot of rumblings about what else is going to go on in new york we've also got a report out about matt Nagy with the chicago bears so first off new york giants last night lose to the tampa bay buccaneers 30 to 10 on monday night football their offense yes you won you got that one right oh and the under you 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 got the under and the pelicans gave me yet another I swear to you, if the New Orleans Pelicans played Duke basketball right now, I would take Duke against the number. Really? They are the worst NBA team I have ever seen. (laughs) And, of course, you'll have green on green picks coming up at the end of this hour. Yes, uh, I lost the torture ticket last night. Never have I been happier to lose a torture ticket betting against my own team who, you know, just hadn't been able to cover spreads, and I thought it was going to continue last night. But one of the reasons that – New York didn't cover. It's because their offense is completely listless. And last night after the game, Joe Judge went on went to the podium and said, this is on the coaches. This is on us as coaches not having the team prepared, not having a good, not having a good enough game plan to go through. And we will, we will be held accountable, basically. And today we have the news of Jason Garrett has been fired as the offensive coordinator of the New York Giants. Look. 
the offense is not good. It has not been good. And can you blame David Gettleman for the team construction? Absolutely. Yeah, because it's terrible. Uh, because your quarterback is not, Dayon Jones is not an NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. I don't care what his fantasy numbers tell you. There was a play last night. I have watched it from eight different angles. I have yet to figure out who he was throwing it to. Okay. Because it hit Stevie McClendon in the numbers, mm-hmm. which he would have to because he's a 340-pound defensive tackle. First interception of his career. Been in the league for 15 years. I still can't tell you who he's throwing it at. Mm-hmm. Is that on Jason Garrett? No. No. Because Will Hernandez was a joke. It didn't matter who lined up across from him. Indomitian Sue, Nunez Roches, it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. They all ate him alive. Yep. And this all tracks back to David Gettleman. And this is what bad franchises do. And at this point, the New York Giants are a bad NFL franchise. They are. I, I understand that, oh, but the historical, and they won a Super Bowl with Eli. And I don't care. Over the last 10 years, I could make an argument, and I think I'm right, that they're the worst franchise in the NFL. And it's not really all that close. Really? They are a joke. They are a running joke. And that's coming from a, the fan of the other team in that city. <laughs> right. They're because an you hang joke. on to things for too long. Mm-hmm. Dave Gettleman, we all knew this was a horrendous hire when they made it. And now, just a few years down the line, name me a player he's hit on. Anyone. James Bradbury. He didn't draft him. No, he brought he him in. With another team. Yeah. And he's paying him a ton of money. It's the best one you got. That's it. Mm-hmm. You could argue Kadarius Tony, but you've seen so little from him that you right. don't know that. Right. Andrew Thomas scored a touchdown last night. Uh, yeah, as a tackle. <laughs> yeah, and you know what's funny? That's the best play I've ever seen him make. Uh, mm-hmm. That one, first of all, great catch. Mm-hmm. But the line's terrible. You have this much invested in the offensive line, and they're just a sieve. Yep. And Daniel Jones, at the end of the day, is not an NFL quarterback. I've always thought it was funny that they brought David Gettleman in in 2017 to 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 build the offensive line. Weird, something that he could never do in Carolina. And it's gotten worse. Mm-hmm. It's gotten worse. You keep investing high-end draft capital into players that don't make any sense. Andrew Thomas never made sense at four. He's best suited as a right tackle. Well, he's been better. The only way he could have been worse is if he had just stopped showing up. Right. He was the worst offensive lineman in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's been better. He's still middle of the road at best. Mm Mm-hmm. Will Hernandez was supposed to be the run-blocking. He's a sieve. Kevin Zeitler, you had last year. You brought him in off the the free agent scrap heap. Actually, I think they traded for him. Mm -hmm. And he was fine. What would you do? Nope. Away he goes. This is what you do. This is just what Dave Gettleman is. And if you can't figure that out, which which the Mara family seems to have not been able to do, this is what you get the old apple ceo theory you can run apple for 18 months and no one will know the difference Mm -hmm. as soon as your decisions start catching hold it's gonna be abundantly clear that you were were not qualified for this right joe judge is not qualified to be the head coach of this team i like him i think he's a fine guy Mm -hmm. but this is what happens when you go hire bill belichick special teams coordinator you get what you get yeah you and overdraft you, a quarterback that nobody with an IQ above salad dressing mm-hmm. thought was a high-end franchise quarterback. Nobody. Right. 
When they hired Jason Garrett after he had been fired as the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, I thought, you know what? It may not be a horrible move because you are bringing in Joe Judge, who's not been a head coach in this league. And what have we what have we long said about new head coaches? If you're going to bring in a new head coach, you might want to have another head coach or former head coach on the staff to kind of help him along, help him, you know, tread water, so to speak. Last year the offense was god awful. This year it's not that much better. I think they've gone up four spots in the rankings or something as far as offense goes in the NFL. And. It, Earlier today, I was sitting on Twitter and I was just scrolling through and Dan Orlovsky throws up a video of a play last night that made absolutely no sense. And I've watched it too. Yeah, where you have three receivers all running to the same spot. Meanwhile, Will Hernandez is getting his lunchbox eaten up front. Who's he going to throw the ball to? Well, I can explain to you what happened on that play. Somebody ran the wrong route. I haven't figured out who it was yet. But somebody runs the wrong route because Daniel Jones gets up going, what was that? Right. There are three guys literally in the same five-square-foot five, foot, five square foot area. Let me ask you a theoretical question. Mm-hmm. I thought it was stupid to use a, the number two pick in the draft on a running back. I don't care who the running back. I don't care if it's Barry Sanders. Mm-hmm. It's stupid to use the number two pick in the draft on a running back. In two years, how many games he played? Total. Seven? Eight. Yeah. How many touches does he have in two full years? How many? A hundred and five in two years. Mm-hmm. That Jason Garrett's fault? Is it Jason Garrett's fault that Saquon Barkley absolutely cannot stay healthy? Is it his fault that David Gettleman went, I have to get a running back? Nobody in the NFL thinks that's a bright idea. There's a reason we hadn't one we haven't had one taken in the top twenty in two years. Mm-hmm. Because the NFL's figured out, well, that's dumb. We shouldn't do that. Right. Even the good ones, not top 20 picks. Mm-hmm. Is, it, is it Jason Garrett's fault that you took Daniel Jones, first of all, in a bad quarterback draft? One of the worst ones. It's, it's the worst one I've ever graded. Mm-hmm. And, and not only did you take him, you took him 20 spots too high. You took him 15 spots ahead of any team in the NFL. This is what you get. Mm-hmm. If you're that team that constantly reaches and is constantly the team that people like me go, what are you doing? Jacksonville Jaguars, same thing. Every single year, I watch what they do in the draft and go, who would have done that? (laughs) Right. I talk to people around every team in the NFL. Nobody had that guy that high. Mm -hmm. Nobody. And you say, oh, they're smokescreening it. No, they're not. Because nine times out of ten, their information's pretty reliable. And this is what you get. So now the question is, is this enough? No, because they're not going to win another game all year. Mm -hmm. This Giants team is disgustingly bad. Do you know who they're turning to now? Who the new play caller is? No, who is it? Hillbilly hand fishing. Freddie (laughs) Kitchens. Yeah, that's going to be good. And it's it's comical to me. So we were arguing before the show that you think somebody's going to give Joe Judge another season, and I think that is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Dave Gettleman has no shot. I agree. Joe Judge fired Jason Garrett today to save his own hide. Well, here's the thing. You got, what, six games left? Mm-hmm. With no Jason Garrett. Seven games. You play the Eagles at the Dolphins at the Chargers, the Cowboys at the Eagles at the Bears and the Washington football team. I could argue... 
there's not one of those games that you won't be a double-digit dog in. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Bears after they fire Matt Nagy. Because I don't know what's going to happen to that team at that point. Right. So who are you going to blame now? Wh- whose fault is it now? Because this has been the this has been the Dave Gettleman cycle of it's always someone else's fault. Mm-hmm. No, this all goes to the top. You've drafted poorly. You've hired poorly. You've pretty much done everything poorly. And your owner is only worried about taunting. Which just, to me, those two things independent of each other, not that funny. Right. Together, the fact that you have probably the only team in the NFL that never gets to taunt anybody, and that's what you're worried about, mm-hmm. that's funny to me. It's a listless franchise. Yeah. They're, name the positive. Show me a positive on this team. Because every one of them, you're paying probably 120% of market. Of course. Leonard Williams, James Bradbury, Kenny Galladay, who mm-hmm. I swear to you, I don't think I have seen a receiver give that little effort in my entire life. I think he counts how much money he makes per snap. Like, yeah, that'll be 75000 Ran it out eight yards and stopped. But is that not something that can be tracked back to the coaches? Of how can you not get through to this guy? How can you not get the most out of because this Because they're guy? not good. And this is what... This coaching staff could be Bill Belichick with Bill Walsh coordinating mm-hmm. the offense, and they'd still suck. I mean, that's the nicest way I can put that. Okay. There is nobody that wins. The offensive line, all five of the starters are below averagely, are graded as below average according to Pro Football Focus. Mm-hmm. All five. Mm-hmm. Evan Ingram, a joke. We had him as a third round pick. I worked for a different entity at that point. We had Evan Ingram as a third round pick. You took him in the top 25. Right. And guess what? He's been a disaster. You know why? Because he can't block. Because he's a glorified slot receiver that likes to turn, that likes to fumble a lot. There's nothing good on this. I don't care who coaches this team. It doesn't matter. You're at complete tear down and rebuild, and you're basically stuck with Daniel Jones for another year. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know who you're going to bring in that's going to be even better. All right, you pick. Let's say let's say the Giants end up with they'll have two top seven picks. Which, by the way, is 100% why I can tell you Dave Gettleman has no shot of keeping this job. Oh, yeah. They're not going to let him uh, take those picks or so make got, those picks. So you have, to, let's say, as of right now, it would be two top seven picks. What, what, what exactly are you going to do? You going to package those for Russell Wilson? You think Russell Wilson signing up for I, I heard somebody earlier talk about this, that the Giants would be the ideal spot for Russell Wilson. Really? Why in the world would he want to leave <laughs> a place where he's beloved? Because their line sucks, and he has no playmate, and, and he only has two playmakers. Mm-hmm. They can't run to save their lives, and, and you've continuously made poor transactional choices. It's the same. So team you're going to leave that yeah. for the same team without DK Metcalf and without Tyler Lockett. Mm-hmm. Please explain to me how that makes any sense. Any? Oh, Ciara would really like it there. I'm <laughs> sure she would. You know who's going to veto that one vehemently? Russ. Russ. Yeah. Russell Wilson is not signing up to play for a bad franchise. No. No. And, and it just, to me, the only way out of this is you're going to have to overpay and give somebody full control. Mm-hmm. And you're going to tell me I'm out of my mind. Oh, gosh. You're, you're going to tell me I'm out of my mind, yeah. but they did this two years ago and it almost worked. Okay. They threw the bag at Bill. Belichick? Yep. Bill has a history with the Giants. <laughs> okay. 
I think he feels like he's – and I'm not saying he would take it. Mm-hmm. I'm saying this is my first call. This okay. is my first call, no doubt. Because you have to give this organization some kind of repute. Because right now they're a laughing stock. I, I mean, I'm pretty connected in New York. That's where all of my teams are. Right. Look at the back pages in New York right now. This is the biggest joke franchise in a very joke franchise city. Mm-hmm. The Jets at least have hope. There's hope that Rob Salah is the guy. There's hope Zach Wilson's the quarterback. The Knicks are improved. The Mets are spending money. There's one franchise left in New York that is just a disaster. It's the Giants. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have to find somebody with some repute. And I'll be honest with you, if they don't have an emotional attachment to this franchise, I don't know why you'd take it. Right. Let's all. It's the number one. It's the number one media market job. Somebody wants to be the the guy to come in and turn that all around. It's also the hottest seat you will ever sit on in your life. Yeah. It is hot the minute you step down from the podium from the press conference. Mm-hmm. There are people in New York right now calling for Rob Salah's job. He's been there for ten games, mm-hmm. and he has started three quarterbacks. It doesn't matter. In that market, yeah, there, yeah, it's 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 high prestige. It's a great job to have. Mm-hmm. There's high expectations too, mm-hmm. and I don't think there's anybody that can correct this within three years. Nobody can come in there and turn this thing around where you can rebuild the offensive line. I don't know what their money looks like. I don't know what their bank looks like. I can tell but you. with two top ten picks. You could draft a couple of offensive linemen, maybe get one in free agency. You could rebuild that offensive line, make Saquon Barkley look decent. Well, you have a decision on him as well. Yeah, but it's not a decision that you have to make immediately, is it? Take a take a wild guess at how much money the New York Giants have next year. Seventy two million. It's negative ten million. They're ten million <laughs> over the cap for next okay. year with forty-two players on well, the roster. That's a little bit of a game changer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could have told you it was bad because virtually every player that's even NFL starter caliber right. is overpaid. Right. It's the worst job in the NFL at this point, and I don't think it's all that close. Mm-hmm. Between the expectations and just having no shot of satiating them, there is no positional group on this team that's good and yet you blame jason garrett to me that's the dumbest look it's of this only, entire thing it's the only person they could blame right now uh, no you can blame joe judge no no no. there was a solution here there was a solution and you could have done it but because you're a new york oh we have to make the splashy d- i can tell you why this happened okay and i will after the break here in the sportsocracy on espn Asheville. the stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. St. Nicholas and my family, they'll all be here. The holidays are coming, and so are the guests. Are you sure your home's ready? Let Over the Moon Cleaning Services do the heavy lifting for you. Right now, Over the Moon is offering Sportsocracy listeners 20% off a deep clean when you schedule bi-weekly or weekly cleanings. Call them today at 585-0146 and book a free estimate. 585-0146. 
Hey guys, I'm Ziggy, your local Philly girl, owner of Ziggy's Bakery and Deli. I've created a traditional northern deli with only the most authentic cheesesteaks outside of Philadelphia, served with provolone, white American, or cheese whiz. Our other classic deli sandwiches are made with the best quality meats and cheeses, available sliced by the pound. Join us for breakfast for house-made bagels with our custom cream cheeses. Or for something heartier, try a pork roll egg and cheese or house-cured lox. Ziggy's Bakery and Deli, in the corner of Asheville Commons, 1550 Hendersonville Road, open 8 to 3, Tuesday through Saturday. The Sportsocracy. What are you people? On dope? It is the Sportsocracy at the Sportsocracy on all of the social medias. Don't forget to check us out at thesportsocracy.com. All you got to do is click on the live video link and you can watch the show here every afternoon on ESPN. Asheville, Jason Garrett has been fired as the offensive coordinator for the New York Giants, placing all of the blame on his shoulders. This is really a move by Joe Judge to try to save his job. This And there is a part of that. This was also trying to get headlines. This is what the Giants do. Mm-hmm. The Giants have become the Jets, and nobody wants to talk about it. Okay. Jason, firing Jason Garrett is a bigger move than firing Joe Judge to the media because more people know who Jason Garrett is. Mm-hmm. He's got the, oh, yeah, yeah, clap, old, old clap on, clap off. And so this wins the day. You're trying to do something. We don't know that Joe Judge is a disaster. Mm-hmm. I, I firmly believe that he is. But then again, every Bill Belichick disciple has been a disaster as a coach. But please keep telling me how Josh McDaniels is going to be the one that breaks that. Right. In spite of the fact he's already done it once and he was, oh yeah, disaster. Mm-hmm. You did this to get headlines. Because Jason Garrett, if they had fired Joe Judge this morning, would we have opened an A segment with it and done the first segment of the second segment on that? Oh, I think so. I don't. I don't because I think Matt Nagy would have taken this over. But Jason Garrett rules the day because everybody everybody remembers Jason Garrett as coach of the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And he is the face that everybody sees. So now you have taken away the one person that has ever been successful in this league as a head guy, as a leader of a franchise. He's the only one that's ever been successful in any way. Mm-hmm. And you think this is about to get better? Give me a break. You're, you're, you're turning this offense over to hillbilly hand fishing. Mm-hmm. My loving nickname you, for uh, Freddie, Freddie Kitchens. Kitchens, and you think it's going to get better? I understand. I, I understand where you're going with that, but here's the thing: who has to make the call on Joe Judge? Who has to make the call to fire him? At this point, John Mora, I would say that they they have not given. I would say that that Gettleman does not have that level of platitude now. Okay. That that he can make that call. I was going to say David Gettleman would probably be the guy to have to fire him. Is the ownership going to give him that kind of power, knowing that they're going to fire him in six games? No. No. I mean, the thing now is somebody has to be here to run the franchise for the last seven games. I would argue the Mara family knows that this is a disaster. Mm -hmm. This is going to be a complete teardown. Joe Judge is not surviving this. You're not going to bring in – you're not going to bring in a GM and try to force Joe Judge on him. There's not enough track record there. Okay. Because you would take the pool of candidates that could replace Gettleman and take it from 50 and put it down to five. This is the argument I made with the Texans last year. You've got this Deshaun Watson thing hanging over you. Why would any coach want this? Yeah. Because there there are 40 outcomes here and 37 of them are bad. Mm -hmm. 
That's how you wind up with David Culley. Mm -hmm. They're not going to do that. The Giants are going to have to do something to reverse this narrative. Right. And what that is, I couldn't tell you. There's not a lot of high-end, there's not a lot of high-end hires in this cycle. I mean, who are you going to bring in that everybody universally is going to agree? Hey, that'd be great. Byron Leftwich. Eric Bieniemy, whose offense looked like an abject disaster until two weeks ago. Right. I mean, I like both of those guys. But but if I'm them, why would I tie myself to this? Right. Why would I want to go do that? And I think that's the problem you have with the Giants. The Giants are going to have to find somebody that has a personnel background it may not be a name mm -hmm. you know i think back to when brad holmes was was uh signed by the the lions to be their gm that changed an organized organizational structure they're not good but they're competitive mm -hmm. he brought in his coach hired a staff that would support that coach and so now you're telling me that they're going to bring in a gm and say you have to keep joe judge for a year okay uh i'll pass i'm good getting my one shot as a GM in this big of a market to where you're going to tie me to that guy, right. I'm good. I'm good. No. So where does the New York Giants job fall in the jobs that could be open in the NFL uh, this offseason? We'll tell you that coming up next right here on ESPN Asheville. First, let's get just a bit outside. The sports tag. Just a bit outside. All right, here's the 411, folks. Speaking of just a bit outside, how about just a bit outside the Earth's atmosphere? I love space stories, and when I can tie space and uh, and sports together, Michael Strahan, of course, host of Good Morning America now, he's going to be going to space. He's going to be on the next Blue Origin flight of course, uh, you know, Jeff Bezos, the Amazon founder. This is his little his little baby project, uh, flying on that large spaceship that looks like something that, oh, man. Uh, anyhow, Michael Strahan, he is going to be on the next flight out of the uh, Earth's atmosphere on December the 9th on aboard the New Shepard. It's a spacecraft that is named after Alan Shepard. The uh, famous astronaut. This was uh, that was um, Tom Hanks's character in Apollo thirteen, wasn't it? He was he was Alan Shepard, I believe. Never saw it. Uh, good heavens, uh, Laura Shepard Churchley, who is Alan Shepard's daughter, is also going to be on this flight. My question is, how much did this cost? What does a flight to space cost you? I would have to imagine it's got to be in the millions. I have no idea. I think I'm the only person on planet Earth that could care less about space. Why? If you told me right now that Elon Musk had just a, 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 a burr in his bonnet about the first sportscaster going into space, mm -hmm. and he grew up really liking brawny paper towels, so for some reason, he really wanted it to be me. <laughs> I'm out. You wouldn't go. I'm out. I don't have You're any insane. desire. None. Why? So I'm going to go up. Yay. I mean, there's, look, there's Earth. I've seen, a, I've seen a picture five billion times. And back there we go. I'm, I'm good. I got to. I have to curl my mullet that mm -hmm. day or something. Mm -hmm. 
You feel, I, I you, feel the same, you feel the same way about winning a Super Bowl? Like, oh, it'd be great. Uh, oh, I've seen pictures of people win Super Bowls before, but nah, no, I don't need I, to experience that. No, because I care about the Super Bowl. I don't care about going, <laughs> oh, look, I'm going into space. Tremendous. Uh, okay. I feel like there's a lot of people that would appreciate this much more than me. Mm-hmm. I, I'm good. I, I don't. The, the Shocker li- of shockers! The guy with no imagination doesn't want to go to space. Because uh, why? Like, like what is the? I, I did, that's one of those things I just don't understand. Mm-hmm. I've never understood buying jet skis. I've never understood <laughs> why people do that. <laughs> okay, uh, rent. You ones, understand renting like, them? Yeah, they're yeah. like eight dollars. Just they'll they'll practically give you one. It just go. Don't wreck it. Mm-hmm. I've you, seen me do it. I mean, if you live on the water, you go to the water a lot. Why would you not own your own? Uh, because it's like eight dollars to rent one for the day. I'm good. I th- I, don't, I think the gas in it would be more than that. If you have a rental place next to you. Which like, most waterways do, just so you know. <laughs> I mean, it might, be, it might be in somebody's backyard. Yeah. I don't know that I would trust one of those that much. But <laughs> I've never understood that, and I've never understood the allure of space. It's the final frontier. I feel like that's from one of those stupid yeah, movies. It is. it is. It's Star Trek. Oh, uh, Oh, space the final frontier you even went to one of the ones that i i at least get why people watch star wars mm-hmm. star wars right that's the yeah. space bears yeah the space bears the state the the trek i don't get that in the least why not i i just don't get it like because you've never why? watched it and you don't, I care. don't care it's i mean it's a it's a story about being out in space and there's characters and this this side's good and this side's bad and they fight each other yeah and you got william shatner talking this slow and i don't you stop that kirk was better than picard Uh, and you know it i don't know who picard is so i'm sure why not (laughs) that patrick stewart yes thank you the only reason i know it was patrick stewart because he was on family guy that's it that is the only reason i know who that person even is (laughs) all the knowledge he has about space bears and star trek is big bang theory all of it (laughs) everything i know about any of those came from either big bang theory or family guy uh i can only imagine how much it costs for a ticket on the blue origin space flight it's a 10 minute flight 10 minutes bowling shoes that jason trump said i also don't understand why people buy bowling shoes uh because i don't want to rent them because i don't want the foot fungus from other people hold up no 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 listen here Here gas station hot dog you don't get to take the moral high ground on i don't want to do i have literally watched you drop food on the floor and eat it it also becomes more economical if you're going to go bowling a lot yeah and maybe that's it i've Mm -hmm. I've, I've never really understood why i had a i had a pair of bowling shoes i was in a bowling league once when i was in college and it was 50 bucks to buy the shoes or i could pay six dollars every time i wanted to go rent them for the for the bowling league i'm trying to think of something you could have said that would surprise me less than you were in a bowling league <laughs> nope i don't have one can't find I, one i don't have a one nope when you told me you liked gas station hot dogs that one that surprised me less i went yeah that makes sense <laughs> that's, it's, as a matter of fact i would have guessed that about you before you ever said it uh, michael strahan is going to be the uh largest gap tooth ever to be in the uh in the <laughs> in space hey don't make fun of that i just noticed that, that mine are starting to separate oh are they yeah i just noticed that they're very sensitive about it mm. The the call has already been made to Invisalign. Have you really? I, oh, 100% I have. <laughs> yeah. 
I have never had so much as a cavity, so I'm very touchy about my teeth. Uh huh. Notice that the you know with age you get a little yeah yeah little it's, I can see it now it's starting to yeah. split old stray ham yeah. yeah I don't like it Mr. Sackmaster yeah Invisalign will be here before Christmas <laughs> I think it's super cool if I had more money than God which I'm pretty sure Michael Strahan does I would go to space as well just because seeing it for yourself is I mean. Anyway, it's it's hard to explain this to somebody who you you think a picture does it justice. Have you ever seen a picture of something and then seen it in person and went, "Wow, that's so much better than the picture." As a matter of fact, no, no, I haven't. You haven't flown over the Grand Canyon. You know what I said? Literally flying over the Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. I went, "Wow, that's a big hole." Of course, it looks. Man, like I it. hope that plane. I hope this plane doesn't go down in that hole because it'd be real hard to get to us down there. Oh, yeah, we're past it. Uh, uh, yeah. Wow. Again. I, I don't understand things like that. Yeah. People come up here to see the leaves. I've never understood mm-hmm. that either. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, look, I'm not faulting you for liking it. I, it's fine. It's just like being in a bowling league. I'm not faulting you for doing it. It's not something I'm going to do. Right. I mean, I'll, I, I bowl about once every three years. Mm-hmm. I am perfectly fine at that trajectory. But I don't, those destination things, yeah. I'm an experienced person, not a, not a destination like the, the grand canyon and things. yeah like i would i would love to sit at the 50 yard line of the super bowl okay not because of just to say i did it like i sat at the 50 yard line of the super bowl mm-hmm. i don't care about space it's just like scuba diving i had a bunch of people try to get me to do that oh that's awesome seacrest out yeah all the critters that are at the bottom of the ocean i'm good i saw the little mermaid as a kid <laughs> it's as close as i need to get <laughs> I don't need to get any closer to that than I have already been. Oh, scuba diving's awesome. Uh, my story is not, you know, quite intergalactic travel. Of course not. But it is a summation to, to what is quite possibly the worst free agent signing in the history of time. The Houston Texans have waived running back Philip Lindsay, a source has confirmed to ESPN. He will become a free agent if he is unclaimed. He won't be. And he could very possibly have, a, I could see him having a role on the right team. Mm-hmm. I like Philip Lindsay exponentially more than at the very least david cully the fact they have given touches to 407 year old david johnson over him and 398 year old mark ingram Mm -hmm. i'll never get that Mm -mm. you got him on a steal miami dolphins that's the first team i thought of that's the first one i thought of when i read it philip lindsey's gone i went holy cow there's a there's a running back for the miami dolphins i have him on a fantasy team i was getting Mm -hmm. ready to drop him last night and i feel like the fantasy gods went no you know what just dropped him last week held on to him all season long don't do that not yet (laughs) no do not drop him uh and if he's out there in your league go get him just just in case mm-hmm. just because you never know mm-hmm. he'll wind up getting picked up by the stupid seahawks baltimore ravens uh, to replace one of those aged running backs that they're running right now could make sense they seem to be fine with the geriatric running he was a thousand yard rusher two years in a row with the denver broncos i've always said that there should be a role for him somewhere I, and i don't know where it would be Oh, I can tell you one. Oh, I can tell you one that I just thought of and I hadn't thought of it before. Okay. The Los Angeles Chargers. I was getting ready to say that. Absolutely. He could be the between the tackles guy that they've been looking for. Yeah, that's. Uh, I now want that to happen desperately. Uh, mm-hmm. Chargers, get on that, please. Oh, 
we only had 130 yards on 50 carries. I'm pretty sure Barry Sanders would have only had like 170 yards on 50 carries. So, so explain to me why he would not be picked up on waivers. He will be. Oh, he will be. Yeah, his contract's nothing. Oh, okay. Uh, it's thought, non-guaranteed. I must have misheard you. I thought you said he will not be hit, picked up on waivers. No, no, no. What I was saying is he. I said he will become a free agent if he goes unclaimed. Gotcha. He will not go unclaimed. Gotcha. Okay. There will be somebody that goes, mm-mm. No, mm-hmm. no, I don't want to see him go to another team. This is a guy that was in the Pro Bowl two years ago. Mm-hmm. And I know the Pro Bowl, you know, being in the Pro Bowl is kind of like saying, hey, I I have a AAA card. Sweet. Oh, uh, no, but he was doing stuff. When he when it was him and uh, who was the other running back they had? Royce Freeman? Yeah. <laughs> he was doing stuff. Man, that backfield aged nicely, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Hey, guess who plays for the Houston Texans now? Is it Royce Freeman? Royce Freeman. They just picked up Royce Freeman, and now they've jettisoned Philip Lindsay for some reason. Ugh. You ever, Don't know you why. You think Houston ever just looks around and goes, what are we doing? Like, why are we a team? <laughs> yes. Yes, they do. They look around and go, what are we doing? Why couldn't we get anybody better than David Culley to take this job? Okay. I need, <laughs> I need people in the comments to tell uh, to, to tell Tankerous here mm-hmm. that David Gully is 100% not getting fired by the Houston Texans. Because we argued about this for 30 solid minutes. Mm-hmm. The only reason I'm convinced, the only reason David Kelly wound up with that job because he's the only one that would take it. Now, if in the offseason you can guarantee that Deshaun Watson is going to be gone, which we all believe is going to happen... That becomes a desirable job again. Why would you stay with David Culley? He is not an NFL head coach. And here's the problem. If you if you fire a coach after a year, your job becomes more of a pariah than it already was. Because every coach with any form of option goes, that guy won three games with that roster and they fired him? Yeah, I'll pass. Mm-hmm. I, will, I am Seacrest out. No, David Culley will be back. I believe there will be six open jobs in the NFL. I really think it's five, but you mm-hmm. somewhat convinced me of a sixth. I would love to be able to get to eight on this, but because first year, first year head coaches don't get fired. Uh, there's been two in 25 years, just so you know, that didn't leave mm-hmm. for another job. And right. one of them was Cam Cameron, who won as many jo- in as many games in the NFL as a head coach as I have. <laughs> um, all right, jobs that are going to be open. So we had the report earlier today that Matt Nagy had had his weekly meeting with the brass of the uh, Chicago Bears and had been informed that we are going to let you go after the Detroit game on Thursday. Matt Nagy was asked about it in his press conference today, and he said no, that that is not true, that he had not had that meeting because of the short week. And everybody from Chicago is laughing going, (laughs) like we were going to tell you. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to give you an opportunity to lose to the Lions on your way out. Uh, They had the meeting without him, and then they let it leak out. Guess what? We're going to fire him after Thursday. Yeah, we talked about this this morning. Uh, Chicago, apparently the only thing that was saving his job is that they haven't fired a coach in 107 years in Mm -hmm, mm midseason. He's about to break that. Yep. And it's going to happen probably by the time we talk to you again next week as soon as he loses to the detroit lions on thursday well he could with no justin fields there's not a lot to love there you got andrew dalton starting at quarterback but so that got us to thinking obviously with the jason garrett news obviously david gettleman's going to be gone we all know that it's been widely reported that he is on a very very short leash and has no leash left 
So what are the best jobs that are going to open up in the off season? We did a ranking because we love rankings. We do like ranking things. Do we want to go? Uh, okay, so we'll you're go six throwing, to one. All right, six to one. Number six, the New York Giants. I am still not convinced completely that Joe Judge is going to be fired. However, it makes sense that a GM comes in. He's going to want to pick his own guy. You would absolutely limit your field of candidates if you said Joe Judge is going to be the head coach. you got to deal with it. I understand all of that. <laughs> I can kick and scream all I want to and say Joe Judge deserves another shot, but guess what? Yeah, you're going to have to find a very specific uh, candidate to agree with you. Right. And I don't think you're going to. Uh, the job at five is the Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. And that's going to look low until you realize that their top 10 pick belongs to the Jets. Mm-hmm. And you're stuck with the highest price safety in the league. You have two very expensive wide receivers. Your offensive line is a joke, and your defense is not good. Mm-hmm. And guess what? You're one wild hair from Russell Wilson away from being the most irrelevant franchise in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And I think Russell Wilson is going to be gone. I do too. I think Russell Wilson is going to do it this time. Last season was just a preview. Last offseason, that was just a preview of what's to come. Well, This time, him. it's going to be Russell Wilson shouting from the mountaintops. Rather than leaking it through his agent or whatever, I could fully see Russell Wilson saying, well, it's been fun, guys. And you know what? I don't want to be back here anymore. Well, I mean, and the thing is that you can get anything you want. Mm-hmm. because the and, and we've said this. This is not a great draft class for quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So somebody like Russell Wilson has all the power in the world because he's the one quarterback, elite-level quarterback, that is going to be attainable that doesn't come with baggage. Deshaun Watson has baggage, mm-hmm. very obvious baggage. Aaron Rodgers can be a bit of a headache. And at this point, I think he's been smoking wacky tobacco or something because he is getting more irrational by the minute. Right. I could see why teams wouldn't want to do that for a 39-year-old quarterback. Russell Wilson's 32. Could you see a scenario where, I don't know, Detroit wants to give up the number one pick for Russell Wilson? I don't know that he would want to go to Detroit. I still look at the list he gave. There's one There's one destination that did not make a whole lot of sense a year ago mm-hmm. that makes infinite sense right now. Which one? The New Orleans Saints. Okay. If I'm New Orleans, whatever you want. You want five ones? Cool. Take them. I have a coach. I need a quarterback. I no, think Sean no, no. Payton's a bright co- is a bright coach. Yeah, he needs a quarterback. Oh, they have a quarterback. They oh, have Taysom Hill. Don't say Taysom They're Hill. They're going to pay him ninety five million dollars to be the next starting quarterback. Yeah, they're also going to. There's also a clause that he makes forty million if he continues to play tight end, which he will. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Seahawks to me that's that's the worst job. It's there's just not a lot there. Mm-hmm. It's it was always hard to get free agents out there. It rains all the time. If that franchise wasn't so well run, it would be six. Mm-hmm. But it is. The Giants aren't, and so they're five. Kelvin Joyner in the uh, Sportsocracy YouTube chat says uh, you could flip Russ for at least three first round draft at picks. At least, and I, I think it's more agree. than that. I think that's what Deshaun Watson goes for with a ton of baggage and a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Russ, to me, you get three ones and three twos, or three one, three ones and three second day picks, and it would not even mildly surprise me. Mm-hmm. The fourth best job, I want it to be better than it is. Uh-huh. It's the Raiders. The Raiders have I, I, look. I like Derek Carr a lot. Mm-hmm. You have to deal with a kooky owner. Mm-hmm. You are 
kind of beholden to Derek Carr, and there's just not a lot of weapons there. There's a lot of first-round, second-round misses on that roster. The big question for me is, are they going to let Mike Mayock pick the coach? Or do they get rid of him, too? I, I can only tell you what I've, what, what I've been told. They believe Mike Mayock can be a really good personnel guy mm-hmm. and that John Gruden was just overlapping him at every impasse. And I will say this. The Clayle and Farrell pick never made any sense to me. I have asked every person that does what I do with the draft and go, how in the world did Mike Mayock get here? Mike Mayock was like the gold standard for all of the people that do what we do. How did you see that the wrong way? Mm-hmm. And basically what I've been told is he didn't. John Gruden did. Number three best job that could open up in the offseason is going to open up uh, real soon. Uh, probably uh, in about let's go about 72 hours (laughs) yeah uh the chicago bears you got justin fields you've got young playmakers on that team Allen robinson he's not going to be there anymore no Um, you're gonna have to get some weapons but i do like montgomery you've invested in the line a little bit you've still got khalil mack yeah i I do like jalen johnson and i mean this is a historical franchise Mm -hmm. if you're the one that turns the bears around you're set for the rest of your Statues. life. Yeah, you'll, I mean, you'll be commentating games for them until you're 904 years <laughs> exactly. old. Exactly. Number two, it's the Minnesota Vikings. I have to state my claim of I had the Bears at two and the Vikings at three, but you made me change it. I didn't make you change it. Here's my thing with the Vikings. I think it's a better job for right now. You're going to be handed, because I think Mike Zimmer is going to be fired. I think they are going to get – I don't care how they end out the season – this eight and nine uh seven and ten uh, this is the area that you've been living in as the minnesota vikings you had a couple of pops you had a couple of pops with mike zimmer but for the most part the defense has been an embarrassment so i think they will call it quits with mike zimmer decide to move on and you're being handed a a roster that's pretty much ready to ready to win now you got justin Mm -hmm. jefferson and adam thielen and Kirk cousins and dalvin cook and all of this I think this is – if somebody called up and I'm a head coach in the NFL, I'm going, sure, I'll take that job. It's still a good job, but you don't have the young quarterback. That's yeah. the discrepancy to me. You still got Kirk Cousins and, and for, what, five years? No, you, they could be off Cousins in a year. Yeah. They're to the pivot point of, oh, are we going to sign him again? I would say yes. I would say yes. That's the reason you convinced me is that whoever takes this job has the – the decisions in their hands yeah number one job is the denver broncos by a lot agreed you i got, mean by a lot you got defensive pieces you've got all of the offensive weapons that you could possibly want you're going to move on from melvin gordon but you still got javante williams you've got all those receivers the one thing you're lacking is a quarterback and you're going to be able to get one this offseason somehow some way and you're going to have carte blanche because this is probably the most attractive team that has an opening at quarterback mm-hmm. I, and yes i do think it's more attractive than miami and if Minnesota doesn't want Kirk Cousins anymore, I'm pretty sure George Payton will take him mm-hmm. and say, you know what? I could do a lot with this guy and all of these weapons. So there may be a trade there that makes the Minnesota job look even better there's just if you a, get draft capital. There, there's a lot of things already in place in Denver where a lot of these other teams don't have that. Yeah, Armchair asked in the uh, comments how many jobs open up eight with a question mark and I, it's i struggled to get to six to be honest with you look i want to put jacksonville on that because i hate urban meyer and i get it they're probably not gonna fire him i think you're at a point where maybe brian flores from miami but i think to has shown enough growth in the last few weeks and the defense has turned around that maybe you give him one more year you're in the sportsocracy here on espn Asheville. we got green on green coming up next
Here in Beer City, we take homegrown seriously. And since 2012, Wicked Weed Brewing has been pushing the boundaries of the industry. They've not only created staples like the Freak of Nature Double IPA, Lieutenant Dank, and Pernicious, but they also opened the first sour beer tap room on the East Coast. Wicked Weed has also supported our local community to the tune of $1.6 million with the Beers That Build program. Visit one of their four locations, schedule a brewery tour, or place an order for pickup or delivery. WickedWeedBrewing.com. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. Coffee's the closers only. Get him the money! Then when you get the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you get the power, then you get the work. Green on Green has been on fire the last few weeks. They just take away the college football picks, which <laughs> it, it hasn't been so much. But it's Tuesday night, which means we have Maxion, and I got one pick in the NBA. First off, my 2022 NBA champion, Denver Nuggets! Are at the Portland Trailblazers tonight. They're a six and a half point dog, and that is stupid to me because there is one player that the Portland Trailblazers, no matter how good Damian Lillard's playing, no matter how good CJ McCollum's playing, there has always been one player that they have never been able to stop. Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic. Oh, it's just him and Aaron Gordon. That's all I need. I don't just think Denver's going to cover this. I think they win it outright. Two games in the MAC tonight. The first one, Ball State is a six and a half point favorite at home against Buffalo. Since Lance Leipold left, Buffalo could not stop a nosebleed with a roll of paper towels. I don't think I'm going to – six and a half is, I, I think, markedly less than I thought this was going to be. I had it at 13 and a half when I set this line. Anytime I'm catching more than a touchdown at less line-wise than I thought I was going to be, that's one I'm all over. Give me Ball State minus six and a half. Finally, Western Michigan takes on Northern Illinois tonight in Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois is a five and a half point dog over under is 60. First of all, under. Go aggressively under. You virtually never take unders in MAC games, especially on weekdays. Do it today, because there's not going to be a lot of points in this. Northern Illinois is the luckiest team in history. They keep it up tonight. Give me Northern Illinois plus five and a half. Go and do likewise, gents. Money's out there. You pick it up, it's yours. You don't, I got no sympathy for you. And it's time for a monkey knife fight. Daily fantasy sports props fun. Grab it now at monkeyknifefight.com. Use our promo code TANK, T-A-N-K. They will match your initial deposit up to $50 and give you a $5 free play just for using our promo code T-A-N-K. At monkeyknifefight.com, what's the free play tonight? I am playing the more or less Forex multiplier between the Miami Heat and the Detroit Pistons. Uh, there is nobody that can stop Jimmy Butler, so I will go over 23.5 points for him. And who's going to be on Jeremy Grant? That same Jimmy Butler. So I'll go under 19.5 for him. That will turn your $10 buy-in into a $40 prize. Nice. Sound play tonight. All right. Uh, college football. The college football playoff rankings will be revealed Coming up tonight, 
But of course, we always have to give you our rankings. We'll do that coming up next, as well as talk about what's ahead for each of the playoff contending teams over this feast week. You're in the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green, Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Wicked Weed Brewing. ESPN Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM. At 1400, the Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And you can see us live now, too, at thesportsocracy.com. Click on the live video, hit the subscribe button on the YouTube channel, join the House of Reprehensibles, and uh, join in in all of the fun. We, uh, it's the best way that you can get in immediate touch with us here. Um, last week in college football, it... Uh, yeah, there were some things that happened. Ohio State completely shocked me when I was, you know, out with the with the kid at the football tournament, and I'm checking the scores on my phone, and I see, oh, Georgia's up on Charleston Southern, forty nine to nothing at the half. Scroll a little bit further, holy cow, Ohio State's up forty nine to nothing on Michigan State at the half. <laughs> <laughs> it was the biggest surprise of the week for me. C.J. Stroud has planted his flag on the Heisman race. We'll talk about that coming up in this hour, as well as giving you our college football playoff picks or college football playoff rankings for this week. It's going to be fun because we've got Ohio State-Michigan this week, and that's going to do a lot to tell us how the how the playoff is actually going to shake out. Uh, yeah, we had to do. Uh, we had to put out picks for the, the gambling segment that we do in the Southeast. When I saw the number for Ohio State Michigan, after I audibly stopped laughing, mm-hmm. uh, Ohio State is going to slaughter Michigan. I mean, I'm not talking. Oh, it'll be close for a while. It is going to get ugly <laughs> right. in a hurry. Right. They have figured it out. I don't know what changed. Mm-hmm. I have absolutely no idea. But C.J. Stroud has figured this out. They are hitting the stride at the right time, that is for sure. Ohio State is an eight-point favorite. I, and they said 18 wrong? Uh, it, it, look, I'm going to level with you. If Ohio State was a 19-point favorite against Michigan State, which they were, mm-hmm. they should be at least an 18-point favorite in this game. This is one of the biggest missed line I have ever seen. And there's a reason. This debuted as a Michigan lean in the beginning. Because really? They, well, this was a future line about probably a month ago. Mm-hmm. And Michigan actually was the favorite for a very small period of time. Yeah. And then Ohio State figured it out, and there is no shot Michigan can defend them. Mm-hmm. They have been rolling off impressive performance after impressive performance. Um, I mean, the way they shellacked Purdue, the way they absolutely killed Michigan State – I get that it was closer than you might have wanted against Penn State or Nebraska, but for some reason, C.J. Stroud has woken up, and this offense has woken up. He has, and you know we might as well just slide right into the rankings. Of course. Georgia's obviously number one. Of course. But they are much closer to Ohio State than you think. Really? I have officially changed my mind. Oh, you Ohio got Ohio State, State. State at two. They have to be. Alabama struggled mightily with Arkansas. Mm-hmm. 
defensively, they're just not that good. And I'll be honest with you. I rank this the same way I do power rankings, of which we did the first half of our power rankings today. Second half will be out in the morning at 10 a.m. Yep. So the top 16 will be out tomorrow. Bottom 16 was out today. Ohio State right now would – I'm not going to say they would slaughter Alabama because Mm -hmm. I don't think they would. Mm -hmm. They would beat them. Okay. They would beat them, and I I don't think it would be all that difficult. Yes, Alabama can score. Yes, they're very talented. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will Anderson, the kid uh, on Alabama's defense. Do you want to talk about somebody that I haven't talked that I haven't gotten the chance to talk about yet? But yeah. I'm going to get the opportunity to talk about. Right, that's uh, the one. Will Anderson. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm going. There, there's coming a day where I will get to talk about him and wax poetic for 25 minutes. <laughs> yeah. So you, he, he's going to be one of your uh, Chase Claypool he, he really is, like lists uh, for the draft. He is, as I really like to say, he is very good at the footballs, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm going to like him immensely when it comes to uh draft time for him well unfortunately uh, i've still got a year before that comes about because he's only a sophomore well consider me shocked because we did not uh we did not go over the rankings before we uh before we did this show yeah it's because i let you change my mind on the on the minnesota jump <laughs> you ain't changing my mind yeah, I ain't changing your mind on this one um all right I, I mean i'll i'll go with you because i ohio state did jump in the rankings this week for me uh, I I don't think there's any question that you have to jump them uh, up to at least three in the rankings. And now they've surpassed Alabama in your mind. Okay. The thing about Alabama is that I just I haven't seen that gear. Mm-hmm. You struggled with LSU, who is brutally bad. Mm-hmm. Arkansas, look, I told you before the season, you wanted the layup under, over, futures bet. Who did I say it was? Yeah. Arkansas over, what was it, five and a half? half. Four and a half wins. Already cashed that ticket. Good for you. Moved right along. I fully believe at this point that we are on a collision course just as we said we were. Mm -hmm. It's just not the same two teams we thought it was. I believe we are on a collision course for Georgia, Ohio State. And here's why I say that. Mm Mm-hmm. Alabama plays Auburn this weekend. Auburn's got things going on. I don't feel like I'm the one reporting this, but it, because I feel like it's got to be out there somewhere. Brian Harson's most likely going to take the Washington job, the, the head coach at Auburn, so Auburn's job will be open for the second time. I fully believe that. I've been hearing mm-hmm. that for several days. Mm-hmm. Now, what his vaccination status is, I don't know. It's not my job. I don't <laughs> right. care. Right. But that does appear to be who the hire at Washington will be. Well, either, they took a run at Matt Campbell, right. and when he stopped laughing, I think they went, "Okay, maybe we went a little high." Right, and the, and the and the reason it's becoming a talking point is because he has to be vaccinated at Auburn by the eighth of December. by the eighth of December. But if he's going to be going to Washington, well, the Washington State just fired their coach because he refused to get it. Yeah. So why are you being cagey about this? I don't care. I don't know which, either way. Well, the but thought it, is that he's actually vaccinated anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Right. And, and, and I only brought that up to be funny. I did not want to talk about it. No, but I'm just saying that's, that's the theory out there. There are a lot of things there. happening at Auburn. Mm-hmm. And what, the reason I brought this up is because I fully believe, fully believe, that Alabama is going to beat them savagely. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Holden, our YouTube comment, said, Dan Mullen to Auburn, you beat me to it. Ooh. 
I wouldn't hate that at it. all. No, I wouldn't either. Because Dan Mullen's going to get another job. Mm-hmm. The question now is, is, is is it an NFL job or a college job? God, but if he can stay in the SEC. Oh, and you, oh, and you're, oh yeah. You get that shot at Florida every oh, other year? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 yeah that's where I was headed with that. Absolutely. Uh, I love the way this is panning out already. Go, Brian. Go. Well, uh, uh, Harson, you never made any sense at Auburn anyway. Nope. Back to the West Coast for you. Exactly. I do. I feel like we're on a collision course. So Ohio State, I believe, will beat Michigan this weekend. Mm-hmm. That puts them in the Big Ten title game against Wisconsin. Yep. Okay. That that will go well. Wisconsin. Wisconsin, or who Iowa. struggles to score. Oh, but they've been good. Yeah, because they played Maryland. Oh, you put up a lot of points on Maryland. Mm-hmm. Everybody puts up points on Maryland. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make you special. They'll slaughter Wisconsin. They'll be the two. Yep. Georgia and Alabama play in the SEC title game. Mm-hmm. Georgia will be going in twelve and zero. Alabama will be going in eleven and one. Alabama will walk out of that eleven and two, mm-hmm. and Alabama will not make the playoff. I firmly believe Alabama is not making the playoff because now you have a problem. Mm-hmm. You got Ohio State that's got all these wins, all the things. Are you really going to put in a two loss Alabama team that I think could get absolutely dogged by Georgia? No pun intended. Right. Are you really going to put that in over, say, Cincinnati? No. No, no you're, you're not. not. You're not. And Cincinnati creeps up into the rankings this week at There's, number four. At number four. Alabama's yeah. three, Cincinnati's four. Mm-hmm. There's and, no way around it. And something that I told you a long, long time ago, and you told me I was crazy, mm-hmm. that fourth spot is going to go to Notre Dame. You mark my words that I said it. It's going to go to Notre Dame. The schedule is too good. They have played too many of that tier, mm-hmm. that 25 to 45 tier. Mm-hmm. Played too many of them. You caught the one loss to Cincinnati. Well, Cincinnati's in the playoff. And you know what that means? You have the best loss on the board, and you've beaten everybody else, and a lot of them you've beaten savagely. Yep. Including Georgia Tech, 55 to nothing. And, the most li- and, and now there is one caveat here. If Oklahoma State were to beat Oklahoma twice, Mm-hmm. A, you're not going to. Could. You're not going to. It's not going to happen. Oklahoma could beat them twice. I still don't think Oklahoma would get in. Mm -hmm. I think they would put Notre Dame in over Oklahoma. You're probably right. I have resigned myself as much as I've thought about it of, I don't really know that there is a path. Even though I selfishly think (laughs) that Oklahoma State having one loss and being the Big 12 champion... Having beaten Oklahoma back-to-back, I think that would be better than anything Notre Dame's done this year. But I'm not the one making the decision. And maybe well, and the problem maybe I'm for, wrong. Well, the problem for Oklahoma State is that you just your, your schedule is not very good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you beat Baylor. You will have beaten Oklahoma. And, and here, this is where the – this is this gets into that BCS problem we used to have. All right, so you beat Oklahoma twice. Now they're a three-loss team. Now that's viewed the exact same way that the Iowa State game is. Mm-hmm. So you split those, and now you're just that. That's how I think that. Yeah, it's got. not going to be strong enough to get you in. Yeah, I, I don't think wins over West Virginia and TCU are going to be good enough to get you in. I still think if it's a close game in the SEC, in the SEC championship game, if it's a field goal game, 
then Alabama will still get in with two losses. And I don't know that you're right. Yeah, the, and the problem I may not is be. that you've struggled too many times. Mm-hmm. It would be one thing if Alabama had just been running rough shot over everybody. Agreed. Agreed. They're not. They had close games with Florida, LSU, and Arkansas. And and, and God forbid they have a clo- terrible. God forbid they have a close game this weekend in the Iron Bowl because stranger things have happened in that game. So yeah, and there very well could be a path where Alabama does not get in. I still maintain if I th- if it's a close game in the SEC championship game, Alabama will probably get in over Notre Dame. And now I have to say this: I do think Alabama's third best team in the country, but I think Cincinnati ends up being the three regardless. And I don't. Th- and, and I'll be honest with you: that's why all this playoff talk is unless starting. come on fighting Mike Houston's. <clears throat> oh, if East Carolina beats yeah, Cincinnati. Yeah. Oh, if 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 if, if ECU beats uh, Cincinnati, you rest assured I'll be coming in here dressed in a whole lot of purple on Monday. Oh yeah, or Houston. We still got Houston. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. Really, I, I mean, I would greatly prefer it to be the fight in Mike Houston, mm-hmm. but I, I don't think either of those things are going to happen. No, I don't either. The, the way that they handled SMU this past week, that was the one shot that I thought they had of losing. I did too, and, and I just thought it would be close. Mm-hmm. And then you put the ball in Tanner Mordecai's hand, and you just never know. Mm-hmm. And they slaughtered. Yeah, they them. did. It was never even close. So Cincinnati. I think they've done what I thought they they could not do, which is make their case strong enough that as an undefeated group of five champion, which we all expect them to be, they will be in the in in the college football playoff. And now everybody gets what they wanted. You get what you wanted, and now you're going to get to see Ohio State against Cincinnati. And dear God, let Cincinnati win that game. Uh, not going to happen. No, it won't. But I, and I will tell you, just th- this is an addendum onto this. Is it an add-on to something we said yesterday? I had not thought of this. Yeah. We were talking about how Luke Fickle is such a, a sought-after candidate. If they make the playoff, he's untouchable. Nobody's waiting until the middle of January to hire their coach. Mm-hmm. Hell, I think Florida's already hired theirs. They just don't want to tell anybody. <laughs> right. It's Billy Napier. Just. Florida will be hiring Billy Napier. Right. I know there's been a lot of jokes about that on Twitter of because a lot of Gator fan pages are reporting they're talking to Billy Napier. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the reason they're reporting that. Because they are. The fun thing about airplanes is that you have to register them. And so when they fly places, it's real easy to find out where they went. And so unless the brain trust of the Florida Gators just really wanted some good Creole cooking they're in Louisiana for some reason. Ooh, okay. So Billy Napier is going to be the next coach at, at Alabama. Mm-hmm. Or at, uh, at Alabama, Florida. At Florida. Yeah. The former Alabama coach, mm-hmm. Billy Napier, will be the next coach at Florida. Yes. Okay. So, but that was a that was a really good point that I didn't, that I didn't think about until somebody pointed it out yesterday. Is you're speaking out of both sides of your mouth. If Luke Fickle makes the playoff, he's untouchable. Mm-hmm. That's a very good point you have. Because nobody will wait that long. Which makes Penn State very uneasy. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, you can't wait that long. I mean, the, the signing period's in the middle of February. You, right. you can't bring in a coach and try, and try to get him to cobble together a recruiting class in a month. Right. Especially for the level of job that Luke Fickle will be oh, yeah. taking. Because he's not leaving this job. He's not leaving Cincinnati after he just made the first group of five team make the, power, make the college football playoff. He's not leaving that job for peanuts. So, but I feel like the playoff has taken a, a a little right hand turn. We thought this was just the easiest thing ever. Alabama, Ohio State, two best teams in the country, or uh, Alabama and Georgia, two best teams in the country. Yep. 
I don't feel that way anymore. After what I watched Ohio State, because I watched every play of the first half Mm -hmm. of Ohio State, Michigan State, I would watch the second half, except nobody that mattered was playing, so it didn't really matter. Right. C.J. Stroud had six touchdowns in the first half. Mm -hmm. I mean, and he had, there were two to Njigba, there were two to Alave, and two to Garrett Wilson. He was doing that on purpose. I can beat you any way you want me to. And now I would say the Heisman Trophy race is a two. It's a two horse race. They, they, I could see there being only two guys at the trophy presentation. No, would they do that? Would they only invite two? If it's that big of a runaway, and I think it will be, because mm-hmm. you got to look at how much they're going to split the vote behind the two of them. Kenneth Walker. If you're voting for Kenneth Walker at this point, you're going to have to explain that with a 500 <laughs> word, very well put essay. No, you, six you, carries for 24 yards in the only real big game he played all year. Exactly. You can't make a case for that anymore. No, that went no. out the window with the Ohio State game. I, I, I would agree with that. There is no question about that. I mean, if you asked people right now who is third in Heisman Trophy battling, I bet you'd get eight answers. Hmm. Matt you, Coral would start. Who do getting, we have a list? Uh, like a bet, a betting list. Yeah, uh, I haven't checked bet us today, but I I know who it was yesterday. Well, you know what? Why don't you pull that up and we'll talk about the Heisman race coming up next here on ESPN Asheville. You are in the sportsocracy. At Ingles, we're proud to partner with so many athletics organizations to bring you the very best of everything sports have to offer. And we're also proud to bring so many great game day options to you crazy fans out there, like the best meat in town, crisp, fresh produce, ice-cold beverages, and more. Whether you're loading up for that road trip or preparing for the homestand, we've got you covered. Ingles, low prices, love the savings. Pernicious, adjective, having a harmful effect, especially in a gradual or subtle way. Now, Wicked Weed's flagship IPA, winner of a silver medal at the U.S. Open Beer Championships, isn't harmful unless you're a competing IPA. Brewed in the mountains of western North Carolina, Pernicious IPA will destroy your expectations for all others in its class. Pernicious IPA inspires you to enjoy fresh and often. Order up at WickedWeedBrewing.com. Wicked Weed Brewing, the official craft beer of Furman Athletics. Drink different, drink responsibly. The Sportsocracy. We treat star athletes better because they're better people. That's not fair. Life isn't fair, kiddo. Get used to it. Uh, we're talking Heisman on ESPN. Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400 and heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You are in the Sportsocracy with me, Tank Spencer, and him, Jeremy Green. I asked you to look up the, uh, the odds right now, the Vegas odds for winning the Heisman Trophy. How much of a serious statement was six touchdowns in the first half by C.J. Stroud this past weekend as he led Ohio State to that thrashing of Michigan State? Well, you asked me that, and I did, and we're going to get to that in a second. Uh-huh. But one of our, our great listeners, uh, a boy who just went through a bout with COVID, we've had all the T's and P's, he seems to be feeling better, yes. and that makes us feel better. Yes. Uh, you, you talked about Cincinnati beating Ohio State in the playoffs. Wouldn't I would that love be great? to see it. Do you know the last time Ohio State lost to a team in the state of Ohio? Mm, I'm trying to think. I can't remember one. It was 1921. They lost to Oberlin College. (laughs) Back before football was football. Anytime somebody throws a stat like that out in the comments, it gets a... Oh, wait. Gotta get to it. I'm your huckleberry. There it is. 
Good job. That is that is a fantastic stat. Nineteen. I did not know the answer to. Oh, so many moons ago. Wow. I mean, it makes sense. There's nobody else in Ohio that's in their class. I mean, but you would think at some point maybe they slipped up against a what the Ohio Bobcats. I I don't know, but it's still it's just a crazy stat to think. Xavier doesn't even have a football program. They do. It's, they do? They, yeah, they're low level. Oh. They're not FBS. It's like a D2? Or is it an Yeah, FCS? they're one of those schools that, uh, 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 full name is a Boye Holiday, by the way. Uh, some people don't have their full name on their uh, YouTube handle, so mm-hmm. appreciate you telling me that, by the way. To give proper credit where proper credit is due. Indeed. Uh, I, I'm, I'm still blown away by that. I just, who, I'm dumbfounded. Again, who are they going to lose I don't care. To? It's still just a wild stat. Youngstown State. See, you're, you're, now you're you're pooing the stat, and it I'm does not, not, I'm not pooing the poo-pooed. stat. I'm just saying, think about it. I mean, Ohio State has been one of the heritage programs in college football. Who in their state were they going to lose to? Maybe okay. Cincinnati. It was, a, it was it was a great stat. And yeah, I stand. By it, it was a great stat, and I appreciate you bringing that to the table. There is there is zero shot. Now, See what I'm doing? See what I'm doing here? Tank Spencer, kiss of death. There oh, is zero shot. Your kiss of death is not even that strong, <laughs> which is saying a lot. That Cincinnati would beat Ohio State in the college football playoff. Now, another great stat. Uh, here are your live Heisman odds from BetUs.com. Okay. CJ Stroud is minus 275. That means you have to put 275 down to 100. Wow. So he is the overwhelming Far favorite. and away, yeah. Bryce Young is second at plus 175. Okay. Put down you put down a hundred, you win a, a buck seventy five. Mm-hmm. Take just a puncher's guess at who's three. Matt Coral. At plus twenty two fifty. Ooh. Yeah, I think this should be a two man. We, we invite two. That's to my knowledge, I don't remember that ever happening. I don't. They kn- used to invite five every year. Then we started cutting it down to three when they had just lapped the field. Right. Well, this is gonna be one of those times that you lap the field. Yeah every literally every ballot should have one of those two guys one and the other one too right because would the heisman committee pay for three other guys to come up there just because they know they're gonna lose no i mean and everybody knows they're gonna lose Mm -hmm. and that's to me i've always said that's not fair to the kid right you go up there with absolutely no hope it's like when randy moss went out of marshall like you have no shot of winning this and we all know it yeah yeah but there wasn't much it was a cool moment Right, but there wasn't much of a shot of Indomitian Sue winning that year, and he still went. Yeah, but that was at least a there. There was at least a story there. I mean, mm-hmm. and I have no. Problem. And, I and wish they, they invite ten guys because I think it would be cool. You go to New York, you're there. Mm-hmm. You always had that experience. But if you're going to limit it down to three, don't have those two guys and poor Matt Coral sitting there like, well, when this comes out, no, I'm going to have way less points no, than you, you have. No, you don't invite that guy. You don't invite Matt Coral. You do invite a third, though, because when's the Heisman? The Heisman uh, presentation is what right before the New Year's games, right? It's in that week in between Christmas and New Year's, isn't it? What the Heisman? Yeah, no, no. The Heisman Trophy presentation will be, I believe, it's the first second week in December. Second week in December. Okay, so still, um, there is one player that you invite. You know, he's not going to win. December eleventh. Okay, December 11th, there is one other player that you invite just because he's a great story and because he plays on the best team in the nation. Oh, you're going to say Jordan, Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis. I knew that's what you were about There's to say. no shot of him winning. He's five, but, by the way. 
But there are still people who believe that he should get some Heisman votes. In the odds, he's fifth. Uh, Matt Corral's plus 2250. Kenny Pickett is plus 4500. And Jordan Davis is plus 7000. And right. that's fifth. Right. So, yeah, it's a... Uh, it's a two-quarterback race. It is. And here's the thing. Bryce Young still has a shot at this thing, I fully believe. If he has a statement game... It would have to be insane. He and would, here's he would the thing. CJ Stroud's going to have a much better shot at a statement game than Bryce Young against he, Auburn. He would have to play out of his mind in the next two games. If he can well, now, go the next out, two games don't matter. The SEC title game does not matter. The balloting is in before that is it really yeah that does not matter because that's an Hmm. added they've done that forever that's an added advantage not every conference has a conference title game what if you're the the guy that's just an added advantage that they do not allow he has one shot and it's and it's auburn and cj stroud has michigan right oh and by the way be really impressive he just beat the alabama passing record by the width of the building we're sitting (laughs) in right which is quite a long building just Mm -hmm. to let you know it is but I don't know. I mean, if he throws, I mean, he'd have to throw up eight touchdown passes against Auburn. And that still wouldn't do it. To even match. That wouldn't do it unless C.J. Stroud went out and threw seven interceptions against Michigan. Yeah. That's how confident I am that that's who's going to win this. Mm-hmm. And it should be. I agree. He was. He has been incredible mm-hmm. in the second half of this year. Which is weird because at the beginning of the year, it was, C.J. Stroud's not the guy. No. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that was a narrative that we said a bunch of times. Yes, we did. I think we were still in the old studio at that point. But that's how much things can change. And when you don't have a runaway winner, or you don't have a runaway favorite midway in the season, still up for grabs for anybody, and C.J. Stroud does what he did to Michigan State, absolutely. And just how incredible is it that we're going to have a freshman and a sophomore at the Heisman presentation mm-hmm. years ago, that and, would have been unheard of. And Jordan Davis, if that makes you feel warm and fuzzy. <laughs> On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. All right. What do we like to say in this uh, in this little segment? Don't do crimes. Don't do crimes. Don't do crime. Well, okay. So uh, this isn't really crimes because you can't really prosecute the killer in this case. We sh- we should really call this segment the "Don't Do Crimes." We, pr- segment. we probably should. I-, I think it's probably coming. Well, you know, this is not necessarily one of those cases because you can't really prosecute the killer in this case. There is a warning that has gone out to all Canadans. Armchair commentary. Are you listening? Canadans, you need to stay away from the behemoth that is roaming around Banff National Park. He is, is designated. Is it a Sasquatch? He is designated as Bear 122, but he is known on the streets by his bear name. Sasquatch? The Boss. They call him the boss because he is 600 pounds and he is bigger than any other grizzly bear that is out there. Here's the scary thing about it. Okay, so he's just roaming around out there. There was vo- there was a video posted, I think this past weekend, of him just roaming across the road, showing off all his 600-pound glory. And his- Have you ever seen a grizzly bear? I mean, have you ever seen, like, 
footage of a grizzly bear. I, I thought you were about to ask me if I'd ever seen one in the wild. No. Uh, I barely go outside. I've never so, seen one no. in the wild. I would love to see one in the wild. Just from a distance. You, from a distance. Say, I don't think you would. No. I, I think it's one of those things <laughs> like going into space that sounds a lot better than it really is. No, but I, I, you know, I love nature. I love watching like National Geographic shows and stuff like that. So grizzly bears are one thing that have always intrigued me because they're so huge. They are just massive, massive creatures. And this guy is the biggest and the baddest on the block. And he's just kind of roaming around out there. So they're telling everybody that goes to Banff National Park, you need to, you know, keep your distance, obviously, from this 600-pound bear. The scariest thing about the boss, though, is uh, he's a cannibal. Yeah. He will uh, attack and eat smaller bears that are in his territory just on, you know, just sheer dominance. Just to establish his, uh, what what is it, uh, Nuke Lelouch says in uh, Bull Durham, I'm going to announce my presence with authority. They found a bear in 2013 that he had attacked, and the scientists that found him or the park rangers that found him said, there was nothing left. There was a pelt, there were four paws, and a skull. That was all we found of this bear that was apparently ruling that area. Well, the boss showed up and took care of it. Oh, it is frightening to think about a cannibal bear, but also what's the big problem here? So, I mean, I I got a problem with the bear, you know, if he's going out and he's attacking tourists and he's just, you know, he's a man killer, he's killing other bears. So I don't really feel like that's a huge problem. Uh, so since you told a bear story, I have to start mine with a bear story okay uh, i've been trying to find a way to get this in so this was actually this story is from Asheville. this was on a couple of the weird news story segments that that i saw and it has a direct affiliation to someone that is a friend of the show uh oh there's our uh, what did we call what did we call him that's our our help or uh barry barry he was did we barry call him the barry bear our help Asheville bears bear mm-hmm. uh so jody williams who founded help Asheville bears they do great work uh to find these poachers and trappers that are that are after bears in their paws this story appeared on our weird news filter or feed and it reminded me that i ran into jody on sunday and he told me the story mm-hmm. so a 10 month old female bear cub wound up with a plastic jug on her head oh so the bear was so skittish that they couldn't get close to it Jody called a drone operator. They found the bear in the woods. They got the wildlife people to come in and track the bear so they could get the jug off of her. Because if they couldn't get it off, the, the bear would have died. Yeah. So fantastic work from Help Asheville Bears. They do incredible things. Go check them out on Facebook. It's Help Asheville Bears. They do amazing work. Mm-hmm. I had to throw that in there, and I saw Barry out of the corner of my eye, and it reminded me. Yeah, and if you are interested in contacting them, you can call. So call one eight five five sos bear or go to helpashvillebears.org. Bingo. Uh, that is not my weird story, but I had to get that in somewhere, and it fit quite nicely right yes, there. Yes, it did. So yesterday I told you a story of the armory, the the federal people. They did not do what Kenny Galladay did. They did not secure the bag. <laughs> and so now I found another story, and it has, I feel like, given me the greatest defense of the people that were trying to secure the loose doubloons out of the bag that was not secured. Okay. Police in Tennessee said several gallons of Jack Daniels whiskey spilled out onto a highway on-ramp when a truck carrying $400,000 worth of the beverage overturned. Mm -hmm. The Murfreesboro Police Department 
Not only do I like the cut of your jib, I like the name of your town. Murfreesboro. Murfreesboro. <laughs> I will, if that is how it's spelled. That is how I will call it. Murfreesboro. Murfreesboro. <laughs> Said the semi-truck was turning onto I-24 when it tipped over, causing some of the bottles inside to break and leak their contents onto the roadway. Now, allow me to put on my defense attorney uh, uh, hat for a moment. Mm-hmm. If Jeremy showed up, with a series of sponges to <laughs> absorb this here Jack Daniels whiskey, I do not believe anybody would be trying to prosecute me. No, probably not. What's the difference? There's no difference. You had it in a truck. No. You boo-boo kiddied the truck. Now the contents are on the road, and by the rules of the first grade, finders, keepers, losers, sweepers. Okay. I feel like anybody that got money off that truck should be calling 1-800-JEREMY right now for me to defend you Uh in court. Uh Because I believe I have come up with a very good defense. Okay, here's the problem. The problem with this is the money belonged to somebody. The The Jack Daniels belonged to somebody. Well, here's the thing, though. Were they just going to dispose of it anyway? Yes, because it's worthless at that point. So money's not money's not worthless. It's still delicious, Jack Daniels. So what whiskey. you gonna do? You go out there, soak it up in sponges, and put it in bottles, and then resell it? I don't think anybody wants highway whiskey. You never know. <laughs> I mean, I'm not above it. I, I mean, heard this, and I went, I wonder how close Murfreesboro is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's three and a half, four hours, something like that, from here. I, I believe that's right. It might be a little bit more. I think it's it's on the other side of Chattanooga. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. No, you 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 don't you don't have a case here. The money belonged to somebody. It was headed what? It was headed to the FDIC, right? So feel like that was that money belonged to somebody. Here's the thing about the Jack Daniels is it belonged Jack, to somebody too. Well, but it spilled out on the highway. So did the money. Look, there was a time in my life where we wound up with a whole big old stock full of KFC biscuits. There was a truck broke down on the side of the road out on I-40. My uncle or cousin, somebody in my family owned a wrecker service. They had to go get the truck. Well, here's the thing. The refrigeration unit in the truck broke. So the KFC, whoever was running the truck said, y'all can have whatever you want out of this truck because it's going to be useless by the time it gets here. We wound up with like 18 cases of KFC biscuits out of this truck. If the product's not going to be used, then it's fair game. I maintain the money was the going same, to be used because who wants highway money? I can say <laughs> the same thing about your highway whiskey. Not true. Much different than finding food or uh, whiskey on the side of the road. I'm just going to say, rather it. than finding money, a little oil stain never hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. Don't do that, by the way. No, it's like I, when I we... have to say that out loud. Don't. Do, yeah, I, this is right. totally a joke. Don't. Right. Don't go soak up whiskey and no, with rags and put it in a bucket. No, don't do that. It's sad that we live in a world where I had to explain that. Mm-hmm. Uh, armchair commentary. Who will be joining us Sunday for our uh, fantasy football preview? Yes, indeed. Uh, he is our candidate, our resident candidate. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The boss, that Barry you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, got hit by a train and survived. Yes, and he that did. Is all you need to know about that bear. Yes, he did. That is insane. Uh-huh. That is a gigantic bear. Mm-hmm. He's 600 pounds. He also got into a fight with another grizzly bear who weighed 500 pounds. And after that fight, guess what nickname they gave that other bear? Split lip. Uh, I would be <laughs> remiss if I didn't do what I'm about to do. Yeah. 
Oh, please do it. We we talk please about do it. It, it, two stories about bears. <laughs> please do it. The bear makes. Yeah, it is. If you've never watched our morning show, that is one of my favorite buttons I've ever found. <laughs> that is crazy person Gary Busey just randomly making the noise a bear makes. Absolutely love it. Uh, you know, my my kids going back to the uh, to the to the who needs this stuff anyway. My kids got on to me this weekend because I stole a cookie. I stole a cookie from the buffet that we went to. Did you do crimes? I didn't do. I didn't. Okay, I didn't do crimes. I had the cookie on my plate. I couldn't finish it in the restaurant. What were they going to do with that cookie? They were going to throw it away. So I stuck it in my pocket and I left. My kids are convinced that I did crimes. I maintain I saved a cookie. I maintain I have officially found the line that shocks me less than anything you've ever said to me. (laughs) Bowling league, gas station, Uh hot dogs. I put food from a buffet in my pocket. Indeed. I I feel like I should have known that about you before you ever said it to me. Mm-hmm. I told you I was going to do that when we go to Vegas, so you shouldn't Not be shocked. Not me, you won't. <laughs> if I see you with plastic bags Cookie putting shrimp in cocktail the in there, I'm out. I don't mm-hmm. know that guy. Mm-hmm. That is crazy person, and you should watch him. The cookie was fine. I really should have wrapped up the Rice Krispie treat, though, because I got that sticky stuff on my jacket, and I didn't appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> When you say things, uh-huh. my brain just pushes against the back of my skull. You know, I mean, it is what it is. I'm frugal. What can I say? I hate to see things go to waste. Tank Spencer, man who puts food in pocket at buffet. Uh, does that surprise you? Not at even all? a little bit. Okay, thank you. At least we are all clear on that one. Not even a little bit. <laughs> uh, let's see here. What the, um, we were talking about college football coming up this weekend. We've got Ohio State, Michigan, and tomorrow. Just for those of you that uh, you know, between the morning show and the mm-hmm. and the afternoon show, tomorrow we will be doing the second half of our power rankings yes, for we week twelve. So we'll have teams number one through sixteen, and we're doing every team what they have to be thankful for this holiday season. I between he and I, we all said something nice about every team in the NFL. Yes, we did, even the Detroit Lions. So that will be out in the morning. Tomorrow afternoon, here in this here ESPN radio slot, we will be doing the Thanksgiving football spectacular. That's right. We will have all of the picks for the weekend for you. We will we'll go have over... Beat the Chief. Yep. We will have my gambling picks for the weekend. Yep. We will talk about... It is going to be all football. There will be nothing but football. And weird news and, and just yeah, about time. I was going to say, everybody listening to you right now is going... When is this show anything other than football? It's uh, hey, okay, <laughs> all right, we're we're growing. All right, we're doing we're doing hockey now. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, we're looking for a baseball guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, just because I can't talk about it doesn't mean it can't be talked about on the show. <laughs> you bring in Mark Lemke, you can talk all the baseball you want to, right? But you breaking down the Dodgers bullpen, I I would literally rather listen to the. I, I would rather you crank up my microphone. And me slowly listen to the buzz in my headphones. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Not doing it. I would see. I would rather see Rob Manfred in the shower than do that myself. Huh. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <That's, laughs> you know, you always talk about my analogies. Yep. You got away with word yourself too, just so you know. Yeah, you know, it's uh, that's all that uh, broadcasting experience Wait, coming to pay off.
I'm your huckleberry. Kevin Vick super chatted on the uh, YouTube stream. He said, wait, you could have had anything you wanted from a KFC truck and you chose biscuits? It was the only thing on there. You they chose poorly. They didn't have chicken. That's the only thing they we told checked. you was on that truck. They had more things. It <laughs> Maybe they did. That, there is no way on this planet that KFC ever went, hey, we got this big old truck. What are we going to do with it? Just biscuits. Well, here's, All biscuits. here's also the more likely scenario. By the time we were able to get out there, because it was out on 40, like almost Tennessee state line. By the time our family was able to get out there from West, West Asheville, chances are there had been a bunch of people called and said, hey, come get all this chicken. And we were left with biscuits. mac and cheese. The, the, mac, the KFC mac and cheese is phenomenal but those biscuits were so good i can i tell you a secret about kfc mm-hmm. i've never had a kfc biscuit in my life and i've been to kfc like four thousand times i was gonna say you and i have been to the kfc to eat the buffet several times and i don't and eat biscuits i never noticed that about there you. is only one way that i'll eat a biscuit uh well two ways i'll either eat it with a egg meat cheese combination in betwixt it mm-hmm or I will eat it slathered in sausage gravy. That's it. But That's but it. a biscuit by itself, uh, I'm out. And not even with the KFC brown gravy on it. Uh, no, it has to be white sausage gravy. Hmm. Interesting. I don't really like gravy, if I was being honest. You are weird. Like Thursday, Thanksgiving, no gravy on this plate. Oh out. Not even a little bit. That's awful. Not even a little bit. Empty calories. My body is a temple, and I do not flood it with empty calories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Says the alcoholic. Sorry, I, I had to say it. I am not an alcoholic. Alcoholics need a drink, and I've usually had two or three. So. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, this weekend we've got Ohio State and Michigan. We all know, we all feel pretty certain how, how that's going to wind up. It's only going to bolster Ohio State's case in the college football playoff race. You've got all of the, uh, obviously it being the last game of the season, you've got all of the rivalry games this weekend. Are there any that have anywhere close to the intrigue of Ohio State and Michigan, though? Close to the intrigue? No. No. Bed- I mean, Bedlam's in the ballpark. Oklahoma yeah. State, Oklahoma. By yeah. the way, the, the fact that, that Mike Gundy came out and said that that rivalry is probably not going to continue when Oklahoma goes to the SEC, that added another layer to this. Hard feelings. I, A, don't believe that. I don't in any way believe that. No. I but, think I feel like that's one that should be kept. When South Carolina's playing Clemson and Georgia Tech's playing Georgia, why would you not continue that? I I don't know. Right. I'll tell you another one that I'm going to be interested to watch just solely because it might be the last time we get this. The Egg Bowl. Mm-hmm. It's a Thanksgiving night tradition. Lane Kiffin, Mike Leach. Three years ago, if you'd said the Egg Bowl would be Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach when this was Joe Moorhead and Hugh Freeze. <laughs> right. That's going to be fun. Could be a lot of points scored. Ole Miss is going to end up in a much nicer bowl than you think, so long as they win this game. Mm-hmm. Be a lot of passing. What, like Peach Bowl? Ole Miss will be in a New Year's Six Bowl. Mm-hmm. By the time it's all said and done. Okay. With, the, with the lane, as long as lane doesn't uh, you know, check out for Miami. Right. Does it take? I mean, that's not going to change where they go, but in terms of what that could draw, Ole Miss right. would be a huge draw at this point. Right. It doesn't take anything away from the Bedlam game, the fact that they could play twice in a row. 
I don't think. I don't either. Uh, I also, I'm looking forward to North Carolina NC State. Mm-hmm. Friday That's a night. Friday night game. Yep. Big fan of Friday night games. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot on the line. NC State's a must win. They must win if they want to have a prayer at making the ACC championship game because that is still a possibility. If Wake Forest goes on the road and lays an egg against Boston College, guess who's right back in the mix? Clemson and NC State. And if you want to watch the first half of Clemson, North Carolina, and then make a journey out to the social in East Asheville, you can see me do stand-up, and it's perfect Black Friday. There you go. You go hit your Walmart, your Target, you you do all your shopping, watch a little Carolina NC State first half, (laughs) maybe... uh, Maybe have a balloon or two. Right. Little first half over. Right. That's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Then you come see a little stand-up. Me and uh, several other talented comedians from around the area. All right. We've got some news in the NFL to pass along to you. Coming up after the break here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Check us out at thesportsocracy.com. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. All right, thanks, Spencer and Jeremy Green back here in the Sportsocracy on ESPN. Asheville news out of the NFL. Adrian Peterson, that was short-lived. That was, oh, it was fun while it lasted, uh, but... He has been waived by the Tennessee Titans. Wow. All right, so he is no longer with the Tennessee Titans. Didn't really matter. Deontay Foreman was getting the carries for them anyway. Um, also, in the NFL, they've made some schedule changes. Apparently, they have flexed the Week 13 Sunday night football game from the 49ers shellacking the Seattle Seahawks to the Kansas City Chiefs shellacking the Denver Broncos. So, congratulations. Uh, thank you for that. Can we possibly flex anything into monday night football this week (laughs) other than the washington football team and the seattle seahawks (laughs) i will watch any other game i don't care what it is right that is the worst game of the weekend and that's monday night football also on week 15 there will be a saturday double header the raiders and the browns raiders at the browns and the patriots at the colts will be a double header on saturday those games have been flexed from sunday love love saturday football yep and also this news coming out reported by adam schefter penn state and head coach james franklin have reached an agreement on a 10-year contract that keeps him under contract through 2031 so james franklin leaving to take the usc job doesn't look like that's going to happen now no because the buyout probably just got greatly enhanced oh absolutely there from the penn state official website they have announced the deal. They have not put any dollar figures on it. Lord knows that's got to be a hundred million dollar it is contract. Fourteen crap loads. That's uh, that, I, I'm <laughs> fourteen. Uh, it's, it's it's an official measure. <laughs> it's seven Brinks trucks full of money with money that was all secured properly. Right. I, I also have breaking news as well. Ooh. Nope. Don't no. Hate, no. Not not okay. your stupid all button. Right. All right. Uh, if you needed another reason to hate the New England Patriots, they just gave you one. Okay. This is a direct quote from Matthew Judon. It's just cheese and noodles. It's not that good. Get macaroni and cheese off the table at Thanksgiving. It's disgusting. Get it off the table. If you needed a reason to hate New England, I don't think you needed anything more than that. Depends on what kind of mac and nope, cheese. Nope. Doesn't. 
yeah, don't it care does. if it's Kraft macaroni and cheese. Gross. Made, I don't care. It's still good. Ugh. Throw some Velveeta in it, and it's a, a party time. Disgusting. I don't care what kind of mac and cheese it is. And I wasn't even trying to say Kraft is the worst. I, I, it's all good. It's all. You know what macaroni and cheese is? Varying degrees of good. Mm-hmm. The worst I've ever had, still better than, oh, I don't know, soup. <laughs> soup? Still better than biscuits. All the way in. Better than biscuits. Not worst macaroni and cheese I've ever had, better than the best biscuit I've ever had. Not a chance. That crap out of a box. It's Y'all need to stop bread. doing that to I yourselves. Just, I, don't, I don't do biscuits. I don't like bread. One exception to that. But what are noodles like made dressing. out of? Uh, it's pasta. It's different. Mm-hmm. That's pasta. Pasta, mm-hmm. pasta and bread are different. Mm-hmm. They have the same, you know, fun qualities, mm-hmm. but pasta delivered in a much more aesthetically pleasing manner, and you can put stuff on it, and it's tremendous. Mm-mm. There is nothing you can add to Kraft macaroni and cheese to make it taste good. Hundred percent. I have uh, tried yeah, milk, and butter, it doesn't and cayenne happen. pepper, and we have a party. Nope, homemade is way way better, and I don't want that crap out of a box. You're in the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400 Heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. We will be back with you tomorrow afternoon. Don't forget to go to thesportsocracy.com tomorrow morning, second half of our Week 12 Power Rankings. We will see you then.